Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my next live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern. We're going to be talking about technology and your productivity. To register, click the link in the show notes or click the banner at the top of my page at mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr productivity.com. On the show today, Tim Ringgold. Let me ask you this. What is your relationship with music? Well, Tim teaches stressed out professionals how to reach for music to increase productivity, creativity, and connection. An incredible value-packed episode. Here's my interview with Tim Ringgold. Tim, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mark, or good afternoon. Nice to see you. Nice to be here with you. Thanks now, for having me. Now, this is an audio-only podcast, but we are doing this as a video so I can see you, and it's better That's than, right. like we're real. Uh, you are a member of the Chrome Dome Club, just like I am, so it's good to talk to a fellow member. It is. It is. I, I was going to ask if you know, you've been to a support meeting lately. Um, <laughs> do you use one razor or two Dollar Shave Club versus still going to the store? You know, there's so many places we could go just on the Chrome Dome Club. Yes, we don't want to talk uh, about a lot on the the entire episode about this, but I did I did have to get my wife permission uh, back in 2003. I got married to my current wife, and at that time I was like using a shaver like at double zero setting, so it was like almost bald. And I said, "Honey, what do you think? You think I look good bald?" And she goes, "Yeah." So she actually shaved my head the first couple times. Now I just do it in the shower. I'm like a human uh, chia pet. I just like yes. I got a five o'clock shadow, but uh, I I love being bald. And I I just I can't. I see people here in Houston in the middle of summer with this hair, men down to their shoulders. I'm like, how do you live with all that hair? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. And the whole beard uh, trend as well. Like I. You know, I do not need fur, heavy fur on my face, especially in the summer. And I can, and I'm in Southern California where there is no humidity. I can't even imagine what the humidity yes. is like in, in Houston. So <laughs> the Chrome Dome is is definitely very liberating. And and for me, it was like um, I used to worry about my hair. And then I remember one day I took the clippers and I went right down the middle. Wow. And, because uh, that's like the point of no return. You know, I used to use them for the sides. And then one day I was like, I'm going for it. And then I, I went to do it. And then I was like, oh, but my curls. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I went right down the middle. And ever since then, it's like one last thing to worry about. So yes. it's been great. The only disadvantage when you have no hair and you're sweating where the hair would soak up the sweat when you're yes. bald, it's like Niagara yes. Falls over your eyes. <laughs> it's very true. And and it turns out that eyebrows are actually rain gutters. <laughs> I never thought very, of it like that before. Well, I shaved my eyebrows when I was in a heavy metal rock band in what? the 90s. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I tried to learn how to surf. And when I would come up out of the water all the salt water would go right into my eyeballs because I had no <laughs> ring gutters and I had no hair to mop it up. And that's when I realized these like levels of evolutionary like, practicality. <laughs> it's like, oh, but this doesn't work with my look. And I'm like, I can't see. This is not good. <laughs> Ever since then, I've had eyebrows. Luckily, yes. they yeah. come back. Yeah, I still have my eyebrows, but the hair, the goatee, I even got rid of the goatee. I just like, you know, and the thing is, I don't drink liquor, but I right, know if I either. did, I would be carded. Because I, I look I look twelve years old. 
but I don't. I can't ever use that because I don't go any place. I you know you have to be over twenty one. So I, I'm a hermit. I stay at home. I just you know even before COVID, I was I've always been a hermit. You know, I would go out and speak, but then I go back in my home. I like right. I like being home. So. Nice. The world we live in. So before right. we get started, uh, why don't you take a you know twenty or thirty seconds? Tell us who in the world you are and what you do. Sure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Ringgold here, uh, coming to you from Southern California, where I live with my beautiful wife and my two adorable kids. Uh, and like many of you, I'm in my home right now, uh, working from home. Uh, my my professional time when I'm on the clock, if you will, uh, I use music to help people relieve stress. And I'm a board certified music therapist. That's my like credential, my professional uh, background. Um, and then I'm also a person in long term recovery from addiction. I'm a person who's invested, you know, tens of thousands in personal growth, transformation, personal development over the years and positive psychology. And so what I've started to do is kind of combine all of those different pathways of learning to kind of serve my clients in a more powerful way because I can serve them with content, but I can also serve them with a very powerful process, which is music. And I'm excited to talk about it because most of us are very used to just talking about music from an entertainment or maybe an educational like context, but they don't really consciously apply music as a therapeutic or productivity tool. Uh, And and maybe they do it at at a curb level. And then there's like, there's next level application. And that's what I would love to share with your audience today, because it's just like, once you know how to reach for music, when you need it, what it can do for you, it's a game changer. Yeah. I love music personally. And I, there's two things of music I use. Well, three, when I go out running, I've got my Christian, my Christian hip hop playlist, which I, I, I can't listen to slow music when I'm running. It's gotta be rap and it's gotta be high energy. And I always, I have a video that talks about the five quirks of Mr. Productivity. And when I tell people I listen to Christian hip hop, they go, wait a minute, there's a Christian hip hop. Yeah, it, there is something yes, there called is. you don't sing it in church. I'll tell you that much. You don't sing it in church. Well, most churches, but I also like music that is instrumental when I want to focus. Mm. Now, there's two yes. ways to do that. I have created a huge playlist on Apple Music, which is all the instrumentals from the soundtracks. You know, yes, um, yes, I, I love that stuff for sure. And, and I also am a big fan of Focus at Will. I love yeah. listening to like waves or they got a new one that's a propeller, which is really mm. cool. It's the actual propeller. And oh, wow. what it does, it drowns out everything else. Now, I, yes. it's just my wife and I at home. So it's relatively quiet. We don't have little ones. And, you know, if, if a dog walks by the front of the house, our dog goes crazy. But other than that, it's pretty quiet here. But there's something to be said about music that when you need to focus, the music is not loud. It's just like background music. And yep. so I'm, that's why I'm fascinated to have you on the show because I want to find out how we can use music to be more productive, to be more creative. So take it away. Yeah, sure. So most of us intuitively uh, reach for music and prescribe ourselves music, if you will. Um, if you've ever made a playlist, if you've ever made a blank CD, if you've ever made a mixtape yes. from back in the day, <laughs> just dated ourselves, yeah, right? Kids, go Google so, that. <laughs> that's right. Well, 
when I'm speaking, I show like pictures of them just so people can remember what a blank CD with with Sharpie written handwritten all over it, and then what an actual cassette tape. Yeah, Look, cassette kids, tape. I, that's how I used to make the. I used to make those, and I used to give them to girlfriends and stuff like that. That's of course, going of way course. back. That's going way back. Now you just send, you just share your playlist now. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's it's very, it's much less. Well, luckily we're off the. You know, we're off the. Uh, what's the? We're off the circuit, if you will, or uh, you know, like. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that's, that, but that's what it is. You prescribe music and, and we, we, we think about pointing music at, um, at a situation. So like take someone who has a commute, they oftentimes will point music at that commute to help with the commute road trip. Uh, so, you know, I'll always ask an audience when I'm speaking, like, what do you guys, what are your playlists? Like, what do you make playlists? The for? wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and they're on, they're like, you know, road trip because road trip music is like something that keeps you up beat, yes. but your commute music may be something that you want to relax you because you might be all frustrated because you're in commuter traffic. And in Southern California on the classical radio station here at five o'clock every weekday, they have what they call their weekday car tune and car is an acronym for classical anti road rage tune. Wow. And it's like the most chilled out, peaceful, relaxing song you've ever heard. <laughs> and they are just, that is their way of doing like a public service to like chill everybody out while they're in their car, calm down. You're going to make it home. You're all going to the same place at the same time. So, you know, and like, exercise like you said and and we'll sp- we'll talk very specifically about work and exercise today and why the, you reach for the music you reach for and what it's doing for your nervous system particularly how it's activating your brain and your body separate from your mood or your spirit because mm. everybody knows music's good for their mood or their spirit that's not new to anybody right but what people really pay me to come speak about is, oh, it's good for my brain and my body. And that unlocks levels of ability that I have inside of me. Oh, wow. That resets my nervous system so that I can activate those areas of my brain for high performance work. Huh. And then I, they've experienced it before. Like you, you mentioned, like using Focus at Will or their own custom playlist, they've experienced it. But then when they hear the language as to what's actually happening under the hood, if you will, mm-hmm. like between their ears, then it validates that experience. And then they can reach for it more confidently. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to get started because I want to know why I listen to the music I listen to. Yeah. So, do you want to start it with exercise or work? Or yeah. Let's start first? with exercise. Cause I'll tell you when I go out, I run every day. I'm a daily runner. I think I've run, gotcha. I've run every day since August 29th, 2017. And some days I listen wow. to an audiobook. Some days I listen to a podcast. Some days okay. I listen to my Christian hip hop music. And it's yep. before I go, I put the AirPods in. I'm like, okay, what am yep. I in the mood to listen to? Sometimes I want to learn. Sometimes I just want to hear the thumping bass in my ears. Yes. So yes. I'd like you to start with exercise. Sure. So, uh, our nervous system. We so first of all, I think your body is a rhythm machine, and what I mean by that is that all your cells, all your organs, all your systems have an internal clock that organizes all the activity that's going on in it, and that organizer is rhythm. They all run on rhythm. So you walk to rhythm, you talk to rhythm, your heart beats to rhythm, you breathe in rhythm, you chew in rhythm, you sleep in rhythm, you scratch and itch. Everybody scratches in perfect rhythm. You know, I'm laughing. Kind of, I'm laughing because our dog will yeah. actually drink in rhythm. I can, yes. I can one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And it just popped really in my head when you said that. 
That's right. Yeah. And I mean, we, these are things we don't necessarily think of. And I remember the day um, that one of my friends told me, he's like, you know, everybody scratches an itch in rhythm. And he's like, so like with these little egg shakers, that is like the world's smallest rhythm instrument. What I'll do with people is I'll say like, here's your arm, just like pretend you're scratching an itch. And then they suddenly they're playing in perfect rhythm. Now that's really important because in our culture, we have a story about music, which is that you have to have this thing called talent and that some of us have rhythm and some of us don't. But it turns out that actually every single human body runs on rhythm. So it's an internal organizing system. And you know, if you've traveled and you fly three time zones in three hours, you're off rhythm, your time, right? Jet lag is your body's rhythm. Your circadian rhythm is off beat. And your body's designed to automatically run and rerun and resync back to the rhythm. So you can't turn off that jet lag thing. Like you will automatically, your body will, will sync up with whatever the local time clock is. And Murphy's law, it's always the amount of time that you're there and then you're ready to go home and you're like, Oh, I'm back. I'm on East coast time now. Crap. I've got to go back, back to California. So, so this is really important because as a rhythm machine, your nervous system can be influenced by external rhythms. Mm-hmm. So as external rhythm enters your ears and hits your body, because uh, you know music is sound waves and sound is just you know air being pushed. And so the way we receive that is on our skin, our hair, and in our ears. And when we hear rhythm and we perceive rhythm, when the brain perceives rhythm, this one part of our nervous system called the autonomic nervous system will automatically try to upregulate and like rev itself up to match that rhythm, or it'll slow down to match that rhythm automatically. You can't control that. It's pre-conscious. I've worked with patients in the ICU that are in a coma and I can slow down their heart rate with rhythm, even while they're in a coma. So knowing this in exercise, the march which is where we started back in the day. We marched. That was exercise. Mm-hmm. We would play drums. Yep. Brum, bum, bum, brr, and the fife. Brr, 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 right. And we would play it at a specific tempo. That tempo now in, uh, in is called the march. Now, what's interesting is it's the tempo of the human heartbeat when you march. Oh, wow. So your, your heartbeat, when you march, your heartbeat runs to about 85, 95 beats per minute in that tempo. So the music is played at that speed and your body sinks to that rhythm. And so the perception of effort or work disappears. Now, if you ever go into a gym, if they're ever open again, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll notice there's a cardio room and there's sometimes there's like a, a spin room and then there's like an open cardio room. And if you ever watch like, Zumba or any kind of whatever they called it before Zumba. Um, what were the cardio classes? They, whatever the cardio class of the right. day is, you know, they have these trendy names for them. Right. Or in the spin class, you'll listen, if you can hear the music pumping out of that room, it's always right through the mm-hmm. wall. It's usually at the tempo of the, like the target heart rate of that demographic when they're doing cardio. So it's so usually you say when I'm, when I'm actually running per minute. It, when I'm running, if yep. I'm listening to a fast beat song yep. and then the next song is a little bit slower, you're saying subconsciously I'm actually slowing down my, my you, pace? 
if you checked your pace, you might be, you might notice that your pace will change based on wow. what you're running because your body will just slip into the tempo. And so there are running apps and there are running playlists based on beats per minute, based on how fast people want to run. Wow. And some, some runners go get really, you know, really biohacking with this. And they, you can, based on their height and their stride, they can figure out what their stride length is in beats per minute. Wow. And then they will run, they'll create a playlist that will, arc at whatever they want their stride and their speed to be because, and I've known this in my own experience as a runner, because I run three days a week and my playlist, I will, depending on what my energy is like at the beginning of the runs, there are certain days I'm just really exhausted and I'm not ready for like all out, like I need something a little bit slower to start me into my run. Hmm. And then there are certain days where I'm just ready to hit it hard. And, I, and, and it's interesting. Recently, I went back to those two playlists and the hit it hard playlist. The first song comes in at like 172 beats per minute. <laughs> that is fast. Ladies and gentlemen, you are wow. hammering it right away. You're in a three quarter, you're in a full on trot right out wow. of the gate. And I always wondered like, why am I not always ready for this? Well, not everybody's ready to fold out, start their run in a sprint. So that's just wow. a really, it's a really interesting thing. Our perception of effort changes when our brain is on music. So wow. you can use music to decrease your perception of effort. So anything you're doing that feels like work. So it's a chore, there's effort involved, and you're having to like expend resources, whether those are mental resources or physical resources. When you apply music, your brain changes gears and more. So like I said about the nervous system, it'll upregulate. So you'll, you'll suddenly just pick up the pace a little bit with your breathing, pick up the pace a little bit with heart rate, blood pressure. And when it comes to exercise specifically, when you get into that rhythm and when you create playlists that you only listen to when you're doing that activity, your brain will link the state that it's supposed to be in to the music that's playing. And it's called the contingent reinforcement. So if you keep playing the same exercise music over and over to the brain, but you only do it when you're running, when that playlist comes on, it cues the response in the nervous system, like, oh, time to run. And so you're like, whoop, and you actually begin to train your own nervous system to upregulate or downregulate. And there's a ton of different ways you can do it and in different life situations. But that's how you that's do it. That's so fascinating because I just add stuff to my – I have two running playlists on my Apple Watch. I've got songs I really like. Which yep. are just, they could be up tempo, low tempo, it yeah. uh, doesn't matter. And I got a running playlist, but I don't have any beats per minute. I just like, I like the song, it's high energy, I just add it. But now you got me thinking, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not a nerd. I'm, I am a nerd, but I'm not gonna go to the nerd and figure out how much beats per minute and create the, I'm not doing sure. that. And the problem is a lot of the running playlists that do that, they don't have, they're not like Christian playlists. And I'm, right. I only listen to Christian music, the only listen yes. to listen to. I don't want to hear yes. any other music. So, uh, yes. I don't want to spend a lot of time on exercising because I want to move on to yes. the, um, you know, working because right now we're going Going through this, in case you haven't heard, audience, uh, something called the global zombie apocalypse pandemic. Um, if you do run across a zombie, here's the hint. It's a knife to the head. If you need the information, you're welcome. But we have a lot of people working from home, yeah. and we have a lot of people under a lot of stress. Yes. They have to do their job. They have to like create content, podcasts, interviews, whatever that. And then they've got these other human beings. They may be kiddos. They may be spouses. They may be in-laws. And... I imagine it must be really challenging to 
try to listen to music that's going to be conducive to productivity when you have the TV on and you know the in-laws talk in the other room and the kids playing. So is it possible to still use music in, an, in a situation like that, which a lot of people find themselves in now? Yeah, totally. And I, uh, I have to practice what I pre- preach because I preach about it all the time. Um, so I use, I have regular earbuds like Apple earbuds. And then when I need to bring out the big guns, I have my over ear studio, uh, uh, headphones, which I'm wearing right now. And you have to train the people around you that there's a signal when for me, it's my name's daddy in my house, right? So when, (laughs) when, when daddy has the headphones on, it means he's engaged in something really important. So you got to wait until he takes them off to talk to him or like we have, I'm in my garage, which we converted into like a multi-use room. Um, you might have a home office, you might not, and it, you might be in a space and it's like, if there's a door and when the door is closed, that means you got to wait. If the door is open, you can come in anytime. So there is some training that has to take place of the other humans, because if you don't train them, they don't know. And then you resent them for interrupting you. Now, it's really important when it comes to neuroscience and productivity, how your brain works is very much like a manual shift car in terms of gears Mm -hmm. of speed. And so when you go to work on a task, you start in first gear of productivity and you upshift and you move through your gears of productivity. And to get to top speed... Neuroscience says that it takes about 20 to 23 minutes of focused, uninterrupted activity to unlock your top speed. Here's the challenge. The data is that pre-lockdown, the average amount of uninterrupted work in an office was two to three minutes. Mm. And in home life, now in COVID, the average uninterrupted time is about the same. So what that means is if you're being interrupted every two to three minutes, it's like trying to drive from Houston to LA, but on surface streets in in a standard car in first gear. Wow. So this is really important for us to understand about how our brains work and that we have to train the people around us to respect certain signals that are clear that allow us to move through the gears of productivity in our brain. So earbuds and headphones are a really great visual cue for others. They don't have to ask. They can see them without having to ask. So, but you have to be consistent with this, right? But if you can train the people in your life to do that, then you can put your headphones in and you can listen to instrumental preferably music. And the reason why is because lyrics are in your brain, the same as your thoughts. Yep. So you're either going to be listening to your thoughts or you're going to be listening to the lyrics. Yep. Now, if it's music you've heard a hundred times, then with lyrics and you, you actually don't have to process the lyrics or pay attention to the lyrics, lyrics can be okay, but they're not preferred. Instrumental is preferred. So we want music that's medium to up-tempo. And what it's doing is it's stimulating our brain. So what happens in music cognition, which is just processing the music, every subregion of the brain has to work together and link up to process music. So what music basically does to the human brain is turbocharge it. 
it allows us to recruit all the available neural pathways to be working together in concert (laughs) to produce an outcome, which is why many people notice like me, I'm not somebody who's good on a screen. Like I'm, I have ADD. I'm great in, in a public place, but I'm terrible on a screen. So, but when I have to do content creation or any kind of documentation, I'll put in this one particular podcast of instrumental dance music. So it's upbeat, but it's not too, too manic, but it's upbeat. And I can focus in on the task because my brain is now opening up and all the available pathways are now at my disposal. My earbuds or ear coverings are on. So I've signaled to my family, stay away. And I can actually start to move through those productivity gears in my brain to get some real deep work done. Let me ask you this. I, for me, I love listening to the sound of waves, the sound mm. of the trickling streams, yes, like the propeller nature. blade. Now that's a little bit different. Uh, it's not music, but why is that so effective? When, I, when I'm like writing a newsletter, if I'm listening to like water streams, yeah. it, it really, what the, why, is it, why is that so effective? It's not music or is it music from nature? Hey, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to tell you to visit MrProductivity.com for the latest date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more, MrProductivity.com. Well, that's what's really interesting. There, therein lies a very deep rabbit hole, um, which is the sound of nature and what the sounds of nature provide in terms of a calming response in the human body. Because humans are pack animals. We are mammals. We are animals, first and foremost. Now we're well dressed and we shave and we, 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 we create this illusion that sometimes we are we something. Sometimes we shave our eyebrows, but. Right, right, right. We, sometimes we go a little too far. But we, at the end of the day, we are a animal with a nervous system that is based on living in the natural world and has been evolved over tens and tens and tens and thousands of years to be living in nature, not under fluorescent lights, not indoors and not on concrete. So our sound environment in the 21st century is very alien to the human body and the human nervous system. The sounds that your brain has to process on a daily basis, I'm in my garage. I hear the trash trucks outside because it's Wednesday, right? I hear road noise. I hear the air conditioner. I hear the, uh, the fridge. I have to do my morning meditation where I do my meditation. I have to put in earplugs because I can hear my clock and I can hear my fridge and they're so loud uh. and they're constant that they're very distressing to my nervous system because they're also not rhythmic and our body runs on rhythm and our body craves pulses and rhythm and our body distresses when there is constant sound without any perceptible flow or rhythm to it and that's a that's a very interesting thing about our bodies is we do not like like white noise the idea makes sense but apply rhythm to it and now your brain will be happy that's because interesting because one of the things when i sleep and i got this habit when i lived in a uh, an apartment I used to have a fan that would blow air around for two reasons. Number one, I don't like air not moving. It's one of my, it has nothing to do with music. I don't like air like just there. It's so it could be 30 degrees in Houston. It does get cold a little bit in Houston in the wintertime. I got to have air moving around. But the second thing is I have gotten so used to having noise, you know, white noise. Like I have a fan going or something like that. 
Yep. That if I have a complete silence, the power power goes out. I wake up. I, I can't. I can't be around complete silence. And I remember back in 2010, my wife and I. I went a trip to France. We went to France. We stayed in uh, Belleois, which is uh, um, way out in west uh, France, uh, Normandy. And the city shuts down at four o'clock in the afternoon, and you could sit out there. And I think I heard the noise from Houston because it was so quiet. My ears were ringing. It was so quiet. I'm like, it's it, it was strange to hear noise, but there was so no noise. But I have got to sleep with some noise. Now, not TV. I can't have the TV, radio, podcast, none of that stuff. I got to have like my fan going, which yep. lulls me to sleep. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's a, re- a relaxation app called Relax Melodies, one of many awesome relaxation apps out there. And this one, what I like about Relax Melodies versus the others is it has a sound library and you can select personally what combination of environmental sounds you want the app to play as opposed to just like, here's something that someone else created and now you're stuck with it. And many of the sound banks in the library are natural sounds, but also many of them are man-made sounds because in the modern culture that we live in, we have grown into becoming accustomed to man-made sound. No, not men, so, like, not men burping, right? We're not talking. No, about right, yeah, not literally like burping in rhythm. No, good. Well, I'm glad you you cleared that up for us. But like like you said, the fan. There's a vacuum cleaner on there. There's train on there. You know, there's traffic on there. Oh, and okay. for someone who has grown up in a city, uh, their their nervous system's used to those sounds. Um, there's a very funny kids movie called. Um, Madagascar and these uh, these animals are raised in the Bronx Zoo, and uh, and they're so accustomed to the city sounds that they like need the city sounds in order. Wow! To be, I mean, it's it's like it's humans, but like magnified, you know. But, but no, it's interesting that you we, say that. I just want to inject here is on focus. Will focus at will. Yeah. One of the things is like a coffee uh, cafe background, yeah. and I tried listening to that. I find it very distracting because there's coffee cups clanging and people walk out. I, said, I can't listen to this. This is not. No. This is not helpful. No, but what's interesting is if there's somebody who has been a, you know, solopreneur, uh, you know, and they've been going to their local coffee shop for years. Ah, okay. Because remember what I was talking about? If you have a sound that you link to an activity over time, those neural pathways get linked and you have what's called a neuro association. So -hmm. you hear the sound, you do a behavior or you hear the sound, you have an emotion and then that links to a behavior. Um, So if you're used to hearing cafe sound then and now in lockdown you can't go to the cafe that makes sense it's a real service to the person who's actually been working in a starbucks or a third place like that for years now and they're like that helps me focus cuz i'm just used to it yes uh, so that's 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 kind of the the, the method that makes the a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense because I'm like, this is so distracting. <laughs> but just because it's distracting to me doesn't mean it's distracting to you. And that's we right. have to always do what works for us. And I think Absolutely. that's important because we're all different people. We're all human beings, but we're all different. 100%. And when it comes to music, the beauty is that God invented headphones for a reason, which yes. is to allow us to all coexist and enjoy our own music without killing each other. Because <laughs> music is so subjective and it's so personal. Like, I can't imagine running to hip hop for me. You know what I mean? Like my brain, the way my brain's wired, 
I, I trained my brain on rock and dance music since from an early age. So I need that. I need that steady, constant pulse. And I know that that is like a jackhammer to certain people, but in my nervous system, I'm like, giddy up, let's go. Right. So, so luckily I can curate my own playlists. Now, the other time let's, let's uh, also talk about something that's important for productivity, which is stress because stress, what happens to the nervous system when we get stressed, we have our nervous systems, like a three speed bike. It has three gears. Okay. So, and you'll understand this as I explain it. Your first gear is like your default gear. You're good. Your, your brain is in creative mode because human beings are creative, meaning we can imagine and we can actually create something that doesn't exist, right? We're creative. We can problem solve. Problem solving is an act of creativity. We have to think differently about a situation. So everybody is creative, whether, whether or not they're artistic. Mm-hmm. So when you produce things, you're being creative. When you solve problems, you're being creative. So that's your first, your default mode in your nervous system. Every once in a while, evolutionarily, you needed a second gear to either outrun a tiger or fight off a tribe. And, and people will know that gear as the fight or flight response. People have heard of that. You know, right. oh yeah, I've heard of that. Right. Fight, flight response. Yeah. What's interesting about that gear though, All kinds of things happen in your body. Your body changes gears in many ways. And one of the gears that changes is you you move out of creativity mode into reactivity mode. Mm -hmm. So a different part of your brain takes over the decision-making process. And it's not the part that is responsible for all your best decisions. It's actually the part that's responsible for your worst decisions because when you're stressed, the part of the brain that makes decisions, doesn't have any access to the past or to future consequence. Ah, okay. All it wants to do is escape the pain or stress or whatever the situation is right now and self-soothe. That's all it's designed to do. It doesn't care whether what it does gets it in trouble in the future or whether what it does got it in trouble in the past. It doesn't, it's, that's, that part of the brain is actually offline when we move into the fight flight gear. So that's why you make your worst decisions. You send your worst emails. You make your worst voicemails when you're stressed. You always say the things you regret when you're stressed because the part of your brain that goes, don't say that. Remember what happened last time is Mm. literally offline. I've also heard that like after you suffer something catastrophic, like the loss of a loved one or like if you lose a job, you shouldn't do anything for several weeks because for the point you just made, because yes. you're not thinking with the rational mind at that point. You are absolutely correct. They say delay make, making major decisions um, for a period of time afterwards until you can get back into creativity mode. So your first gear, default. Second gear, fight flight. Third gear, remember on like watching nature shows when the cheetah finally catches the gazelle and the mm-hmm. gazelle goes down, the gazelle seems to like freeze in place. Mm-hmm. It's suddenly like frozen. It's not fighting for its life as they're like, it's, there's no horrible ending. It just suddenly becomes this very peaceful frozen as if it just shut off. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happens in the nervous system. When we lose the fight or flight, we have a third gear, which is trauma response, which is shut down. Wow. So the nervous system actually shuts down and that's why people freeze 
in traumatic moments. And everyone's like, the car was coming and I felt like I couldn't do anything. I was frozen in place. I could see it coming, but I couldn't do it. That is exactly correct because your nervous system, when it perceives the situation is so dire, it actually shuts down to protect itself from the enormity of the situation. Wow. So anytime you've been through something massive, which in the clinical world we'll call trauma, which is a very internal experience, your brain goes, I can't handle this, clunk, and it shuts down. It's almost like we use the word shock, mm. it kind of in our culture, like you go into shock. That's very much what, the, it's, it's, the, it's nature's anesthetic. Wow. It's nature's way of like shutting us down because what we're dealing with is too intense for the nervous system to even process. I've seen this, this with, I, I've seen this, I don't mean to interrupt you. I've seen this no, with sorry. people, um, who, like a mother who loses their child unexpectedly hit by a car or something like that. And right. they're just like, they're there, but they're like totally catatonic. They can't, yes. they can't talk. They, they just seen their baby die can't and process. they can't, pro- and because what you just said, the brain just goes, I don't know what to do at this point. Yep. I mean, it keeps the heart going and the lungs yep. breathing, but it's probably yep. at that point, just survival at that point. Am I yes. correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. It goes into this freeze mode where it just shuts down and we are not able to produce. We are just literally on life support at that point. And our, oh. and our mental capabilities and, and facility is so reduced. Now that happens to human beings every day when they've lost a loved one, in a horrible way, which happens to way too many of us on a daily basis. Anytime the good and right thing that should have happened didn't, or the horrible thing that shouldn't have happened did, that's what happens. And that happens to all of us as human beings. You know, we have our professional life and then we have our personal life. And our personal life oftentimes, you know, is a, a massive uh, inhibitor on our professional life. And so what we need is we need tools to be able to move the gears on the bike back to that reset default mode. If you've ever ridden a bike as a kid and like you got your first three speed or your first 10 speed or your first mountain bike, and you ever had your chain slip gears and get stuck, (laughs) that's what it's like for people who are in chronic stress. Wow. They, they don't, they're like, oh, God, this stupid thing, why come on? They're trying to go up a hill, right? Because when it's flat, you need, you know, all you need is a beach cruiser, baby. You don't need any gears. But life is not flat. You got a hill, you need to change gear. And you're like, I can't, I can't seem to, or you get to the top and it's flat and you're still in that little tiny gear. And you're like, oh, why can't I yep. switch back? So for, for humans, we, in the 21st century, we have a real problem in our nervous system because we're not meant to be stressed chronically. But in, in a 24-hour period in modern life, we get our nervous system gets triggered and stressed countless times by the phone in yep. any number of ways the phone can do it. The inbox, right? Uh, the neighbors, the news. The news is a massive trigger for people. So social media. Social media, the recent research is the 30 minutes a day of social media causes depression in adolescent females. 30 minutes a day causes it. It's not even related. It causes it. So yeah. we, we, we have these triggers every, every day. Now, one of the beautiful things about music is, Mark, when you listen to the music you enjoy, or if you make music, it resets the nervous system. Mm. The nervous system t- turns back into its default mode faster than any oral medication out there. Wow. So we can all reach for music when we get stressed. And what I teach people is to make a power playlist. So it's three songs that fire you up. They inspire you. They only need to be relevant to you. 
because you're going to listen to them in your headphones. So when you feel stress strike, you get up from your workstation and you get off your screen, you put in your earbuds and you go for a walk to the three songs and you walk to the beat. You move your body, get out of your head, get into your body, walk to the beat, just walk to the beat. If you want to hum along, sing along, tap along with the beat, even better. It has an even better effect. But even if you just walk to the beat, it's going to be about a 10 minute break roughly. By the time you get back, your nervous system will be reset. You'll be able to activate creativity and productivity. And it's one of the easiest ways to take back control. But three songs, man, that'd be tough for me. I got, I think one my running jams playlist has got like 40, uh, no, 122, 22 songs on there. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to figure that what, what, what three songs I put in my playlist. That's any three, you know, any wow. three that are inspiring to you. And here's what'll happen as you use it. It takes less and less time. Wow. And you'll actually, your, your nervous system learns it because you train it. You're just training it that when you, I hear this song, this is time for me to reset. When I hear this song, this is time for me to reset because the song's already inspiring. It already has that kind of connotation. Hmm. And I've had clients where I start working with them to relax them and it takes 15 minutes, then it takes 10 minutes, then it takes like two minutes, you know, because their nervous system's catching on. Hmm. And so you can train your nervous system that when it finally, when it hears that first song, you may not need 10 minutes. You may need one song on your playlist and you get up and you go walk to one song by the time you're back from that one song you feel good. Wow. And so that's an easy win for everybody because everybody already has a great relationship with their own music. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a good place to end this show because that is a huge takeaway. You got me thinking about what songs am I going to put on my power playlist? So I really appreciate that listener. Awesome. Take that and run with it. That That's gold right there. Literally. So, but yeah, <laughs> before we wrap up, where can we find out more? Because I'm sure that people listen to this episode and they're like, they're really interested. Where can we find more about you online? Just uh timringold.com is where you can find me. You'll see my bald head and it'll say reach for music. And, <laughs> and then you'll see, it'll be like, how would you like to take a relaxation vacation? And you'll say, why? Yes, Tim, I'd love a relaxation <laughs> vacation because I can't take any other kind of vacation right now. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about how to calm down and, and, and relieve that stress fast, just find me there and uh, join me. Well, this has been a very enlightening and a very uh, interesting conversation. Uh, cool. I'm going to really be paying attention when I go on my daily runs now, when I listen to my Running Jans playlist, to find out if my pace is actually slowing down, because obviously every song is not Matt's. Um, yeah. That's something else I can do, because I, I learned last week, I read, I listened to uh, James Nestor's book about breath and how we've Ooh, been breathing. Yeah breathing wrong all our lives. We're supposed yes, to be I just breathers. downloaded that. Is it good? Fantastic book. And I started breathing through my nose on my runs. Yes. Let me tell you something. Cause you, you the air is massive. Air, the air is filtered. The yes. air is filtered yes. and you're getting more oxygen because you use yes. the whole diaphragm. And I could tell you, it takes me less time to cool down at the end of my run. If I keep breathing through my nose, yes. we've all, I see everybody going, <sighs> breathing through their mouth. And it's like, and you're only using the upper part of your, your chest, your chest That's breather. Right. That's Those right. breathers are belly breathers, and it's it's changed my life. It's incredible. So I'm going to add your assignment of creating a power playlist and trying to be more cognizant when I make my running playlist, making sure the music is the same. Maybe there's some service out there that will tell me, too bad Apple Music didn't tell you this is how many beats per minute. That would make my life a lot easier, but I know it's I'll probably tell you out a there. Quick, I'll tell you a quick way you can figure out the sure. beats per minute. There are free apps, metronome apps. Okay. 
and they have a tap tempo feature where in the app, you literally just tap your finger on your screen to the tempo of the music you're listening to, and it'll tell you what the BPM is. Okay. So what you'll do is you'll download the app, you'll put on your favorite song, and you'll just tap to your favorite song, and the app will tell you how many beats per minute you're tapping at. And is there not an app out there to you can look up the song and it'll tell you how many beats per minute it is? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Because I had that same question. I was going through Apple Music and looking at all the <laughs> get info. Like I was looking yeah. everywhere, all the info posted about it, and, not, and none of it did it show what the BPM was. So. Well, there's a there's an app idea for somebody. There make you a, go. Make it like Shadam. We play the music. In your, in your you, spare time, we do that. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. This is an actual... Absolutely incredible episode uh, full of gold. Folks, you can rewind this and listen to it in the rewind. Listen to me like you're uh, a cassette player. <laughs> you just dated uh, yourself there. Totally. <laughs> Go Watch back the to the rewind beginning. button. <laughs> yeah, rewind. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Blockbuster Video. But thank you so much for being on the show today. You rocked it. I really appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. This was awesome. I appreciate it. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my upcoming live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern, Technology and Your Productivity. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of MrProductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.